Fred Sievert rose to become president of the New York Life Insurance Company and after retirement, still realizing that his best and brightest days were still out there in front of him, he wrote a book called Fast Starting a Career of Consequence. Today I'm going to talk with Fred Sievert about what it means not to retire but to refire. Stay tuned for Babby's House. I'm coming to you right now. Babby's House, Babby's House, every day is filled with possibility. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Babby's House, where everybody is a member of the family. Welcome to the show. I'm Babby Mason, your host, and I'm so happy to have as a very special guest, Fred Sievert, and he is the, the author of a great book encouraging uh, us uh, and talking to us about entering and re-entering the workforce. We'll talk with Fred Sievert in just a moment, but I want to kick off the show with a favorite song of mine, and it... You know, if you know anything about Babby Mason, you know I love to lift up the name of Jesus. So let's do that with this song called Every Praise.
Well, welcome back to Babby's House. It's always a privilege to bring to you people who encourage us to use our gifts and our talents for God, to search for God's purpose and plan for our lives. And such is our gift today, our guest today, Mr. Fred Sievert. And as I stated before, he is a, uh, he came up as a president of New York Life Insurance Company, and he has since retired, but he believes that um, when you're called and God has a call on your life, you don't necessarily retire. You just find balance in your life, but you continue to use your gifts and your talents for God. So welcome to Babby's House, Fred Sievert. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. Absolutely. And you are the author of Fast Starting a Career of Consequence, Practical Christ-Centered Advice for Entering or Re-Entering the Workforce. Now, I love the title. And before we jump into some more questions, I want to just ask you uh, I, uh, about the word consequence, Fast Starting a Career of Consequence. What do you mean by that? Explain your title a little bit more in detail for us. Yeah, I, uh, well, you know, I was going to use the word significance, and then I decided I liked the alliteration between, you know, a career of consequence. Uh, you know, something, in, in my view, since obviously it's a Christian-related book and, and is really written for Christians, um, you know, I feel like you, you've achieved the career of consequence if you, in fact, are, have identified your calling and your passion and you've identified your spiritual gifts, and you're using those in the workplace. You know, when I was younger, and a lot of people feel like, you know, they're, they're a Christian on Sunday, they're a, they're a father and a husband and a family member on Saturday, and the rest of the week, they're, they're a worker, you know, they're, or they're an executive. And the truth of the matter is, you are all those things all the time. And, um, since most of us will spend more than half of our waking hours at work, then I really felt it was important to talk about ways in which you can bring biblical principles and follow biblical principles in the workplace and at the same time get some really valuable business tips from a guy who's been there and, you know, worked my way up through a big organization. Yes, and we're so, we're so grateful to know that God has placed... Uh, good, strong Christian men like you in places of, of leadership and in, in companies, Fortune 100 companies that we know. Um, and so talk to us about some of, let's talk about some of the principles that you, that you address in the book. Uh, commitment, you, you, you can't be the president of a company without commitment. So talk about the, the, the power and the strength of commitment in the workplace. Yeah, well, <laughs> Originally, the genesis of this book was some tips I gave my daughter who had graduated from college, Calvin College in Michigan, and she, uh, she, she wanted some advice on how she could get noticed because she was in a very entry-level position at a big company. And so I thought long and hard about how I'd notice somebody as president of New York Life deep down in the organization. And I gave her five tips, and she did extraordinarily well as a result, but she's a strong Christian and she's very smart, so she was gonna do well anyway, but the tips didn't hurt. But one of them I said to her right up front, I said, you know, the easiest one is to uh, just show your commitment to the company. You know, show that you you're, you come in a little early, leave a little late every day, maybe you put in an extra half an hour or so. So many other people, young people like you are punching a time clock and, and 
cleaning up their desk just before they leave. But there's much more to commitment than that. And the book, my book tells, you know, many, many examples of how you can demonstrate commitment, you know, including, you know, uh, showing integrity, uh, living up to what you say you're going to do, having a strong work ethic, getting things done on time and under budget, you know, those kinds of commitments. And the other thing I said is you can really demonstrate your commitment. And not only when you're at work, but sometimes even during the interview process, if you have an understanding of the mission of the organization and, and you can embrace that mission and believe that mission. In fact, one of the other chapters in the book, I talk about memorizing the mission of the company. And so you can recite it. And my daughter, when I told her that, she said, Dad, do you really want me walking around reciting the mission? I said, no, I don't want you doing that because it'll appear arrogant. But I want it embedded in your brain. That's what I want you to do is embed it in your brain, because then as you're watching decisions others are making and later when you're making decisions, it's important that those decisions align with the mission of the organization. Yes. And you'll you'll have it in your mind. You'll you'll know when something's mission driven or not mission driven. So it's just one example. But there's a lot in the book. Uh, many more ways in which you can demonstrate commitment. I think it's very important. Amen. It's very important to own your company's vision, to own the mission. And you do that, as you, as you say, by uh, showing up early, maybe leaving a little late, embracing the company's vision and mission. Let's talk about um, personal development and uh, how important that is to take charge of your own personal development when you're, re when you're entering or re-entering the workforce. Talk about that for us. Yeah, you, you're, you've picked another chapter in the book. There's a whole chapter on this uh, because it was very important in my career as well that, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure in the corporate world these days. And by the way, the principles in my book apply whether you're a big company, small company, even an entrepreneur. Uh, you may have a very small step, but these principles apply. But let's say you're in a bigger company and you're, you're deep down in the organization. Well, no one's going to put a lot of time into developing you. It's, it's unfortunate, but it happens. People get very busy. They don't have the time. They don't think about what they need to do to develop you. Succession planning isn't as good as it should be in most companies. And so I tell people, you know, take charge of your own development. Um, uh, go, you know, read industry periodicals, go to industry meetings, uh, come back with actionable things you can do to improve the company. I used to go to meetings and, and I'd come back with just one or two items where I thought, boy, this can really make a difference in my company. And once you do that, then the company leadership says, I want to send this person to more meetings because <laughs> yes. they're coming back with these great ideas. So it really is important to network with other people in the industry, uh, depending on where you are in your company. I mean, initially, you might not be doing much of this when you first enter the workforce. But as you, you know, build your reputation, as you can, can take advantage of development opportunities and even ask your uh, direct supervisor if, if there are certain things you could do to enhance your career. Uh, without pushing too hard, just, you know, ask that. But people are so busy right now at work. I mean, I know COVID has changed a lot of things, but they're, they're so busy, they're not paying attention to the development of the people. And that, that's extremely important. Yes, your own personal development helps to 
uh, move the vision of the company and move the company forward in a forward direction. And you contribute to that when you take charge of your own personal development. Speaking of the pandemic, what, in your assessment or in your opinion, how has the pandemic uh, impacted the, the workforce as, as you see it? Well, it, it's impacted it quite a lot. I'm on two public company boards and, and uh, know a lot of uh, friends that I networked in the industry who are still working. And what's happening is uh, a lot of people, a lot of companies, first of all, have found that they can function reasonably well, even during the pandemic. And that means there's more and more people that are thinking, well, you know, I'd rather work from home. Uh, it's worked out fine during the pandemic, and I'd rather work from home. Well, that, that creates a little bit of a problem for corporate executives and others at the company and managers because, you know, you want your people to, to interact face-to-face. -face. You can't do everything on Zoom. I mean, I, I know I watch your show, and it's, it's nice when you have somebody in the studio uh, as opposed to being on Zoom. But think about running a whole company where people haven't even come into the office in months and months and months. So it's, it's a challenge because attracting new people now, and I see this on the boards I'm on, Attracting new people to the company is difficult because you almost have to give them a work-from-home option, maybe not full-time work-from-home, or you're not going to attract the best people. So it's really changing the mentality and the workforce and the, and the culture of workforces. And frankly, in a lot of ways, I don't like it because I really much prefer face-to-face -face interaction. And, and, you know, the ability to look your colleagues in the eye and, and talk and share and not only share faith, but share your concerns about what's happening in the company and your opinions on how to improve things. Yeah. So it, it's just a much more, uh, there's some good things that have come from it, but generally I think uh, it's going to be a difficult change for a lot of companies. And a lot of small businesses have gone totally out of business. Absolutely. We've seen that. In the, last, yeah. in the last year and a half. I'm talking today with Fred Sievert. He is the author of Fast Starting a Career of Consequence, Practical Christ-Centered Advice for Entering and Re-Entering the Workforce. In, in your book, you talk about how you can demonstrate integrity and um, earn trust in the workplace. So can you talk a little bit about how you can, how you can earn the trust of your employer, how you can demonstrate integrity in the workplace? Talk to us about that. Yeah. Well, you know, integrity is, is doing the right thing. Uh, trustworthiness comes, I think you have to earn trustworthiness. I, I generally, my, my philosophy has always been trust people and they, until they prove to me that I can't, okay? That's good. And once you lose trust, it's very hard to regain it. So you have to, you have to meet your commitments. I, I mean, think about this even in the political world. You have to meet your commitments to be trusted. You have to do what's right, not just to make a profit, not just to get hit a sales goal, um, not just to get a promotion. Those, all those things are secondary. It's really about doing your best for the company. And of course, as a Christian, it's about using your spiritual gifts to enhance what's happening at the company, at least to the extent you can. And I mean, if you're really using your spiritual gifts, if you really feel 
you, you have the Holy Spirit indwelled within you, um, you're going to do the right thing. And you're, 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 going to, um, you're going to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And that's another chapter in the book is I, I tell people to pray often for guidance from the Holy Spirit. I did that a lot. I mean, a very lot. It wasn't, it's not unusual to say I prayed 10 to 15 times a day because, you know, I was running a company with 65,000 agents and employees. Wow. Every day, every day I was facing difficult decisions, really difficult decisions. And by the way, I'll give you one more anecdote. The, the, uh, uh, I met a, a, a Catholic priest named Father John Ricardo who at one point was in charge, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, he runs a, a nonprofit called Acts 29. It's like the next chapter of Acts. You know, Acts has 28 chapters, and he's, he's running an organization called Acts 29. But he used to be in pastoral care, and he'd get phone calls from people that were suicidal, were in, in horrible shape, you know, all kinds of addictions and problems. And he'd, he'd, he'd hear things that he said he couldn't possibly know how to deal with, and he used this very short prayer, which I now use, have used quite often. He said, Lord, I can't, you can, please do. Mm, and so he, believed, he believed that the Lord was hearing that. And he believed that his, his voice and what he said in response to these people was coming directly through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's so powerful. Leading up to that, that's a great setup to my next question because you actually consider Jesus a business partner. Can you expound on that? Yeah. Yeah, that gets, a lot of people ask me about that. And, and some people say it's the best chapter in the book. Um, yeah, I, you know, one of my favorite verses is uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30 where Jesus says, come to me, you are troubled and burdened. Uh, put my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Or my burden is, uh, is light. My yoke is easy. And I just have this great, I love that imagery yes. of, being, of being yoked to Jesus. He's alongside you. You know, think about animals who are yoked. I mean, they're, they're doing more together than they could do individually. Uh, you know, one plus one uh, doesn't equal two, you know, especially when Jesus is your partner. And, and I really feel like that, that is the case through the, through the, again, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, that he was with me, you know, he lived within me. He does now. And he, he helps me to know what to do, those difficult situations that I was faced with. And it wasn't just because I was the president. I mean, anybody in the organization is faced with difficult decisions, difficult projects, not knowing how to deal human relation issues where they have a problem with a colleague, uh, someone who won't listen and is argumentative. You know, I, I'm always calling on the Holy Spirit for guidance in those situations. And in that sense, you know, Jesus is a workplace partner. Um, I didn't call him a business partner. I call him a workplace partner because you know, business partner has other connotations, like we're, we're investing together. That's, that's not what's happening. He's there. He's there to help me along and carry me when I'm, when I'm down. That's powerful. Um, I consider work 
play in worship like a threefold chord, like a braid. And, you know, there's always been a challenge um, for, for me, I'll even admit for me, because I've been in ministry, which is, ministry is business, um, you know, just balancing everything, balancing work, balancing family, balancing recreation, balancing church life, balancing friendships. Um, can you give us some advice on how you balance work, play? I know that's like a loaded question, but um, no. how, just give us just maybe one piece of advice on balancing life. Yeah, well, I could give you a lot more than that. Uh, the, the last chapter of the book is called Balancing Faith, Family, and Career. I've done entire presentations on that. I, I think the two most important chapters in the book are chapter one, which says identify uh, your spiritual gifts and utilize them to serve the Lord um, and in the workplace. And chapter 15 is Balancing Faith, Family, and Career. So I think I bookended the book with with the two most important chapters. And for me, I'll try to make it short, but um, I had a lot of coping techniques on how to balance. Um, one of them was something that a lot of other people can't really emulate because I don't think I needed as much sleep as most people. So I'd get up at four in the morning every day. I'd work out on an exercise bike. I'd send emails for, starting initially for work and then ultimately was an email to everyone in my family each one of my kids, five kids, and, and my wife, I'd send them a quick email and just ask them how things are going. And, you know, at the end, I'd always say, I'm proud of you and I love you. And, uh, you know, they, I, I knew they, they were important to them. Obviously, it's better to talk face to face. But every day I was getting this communication, I knew it was important to them because if I didn't do it, like I traveled a lot internationally, and if I missed a day, one of the kids would invariably say, Dad, what's up? No, no email today? <laughs> so I did that. And after I finished with the emails, I, I uh, read from the scriptures. And I started with kind of a, when I first started doing that, uh, well, I've been reading a scripture for, for a long time. But when I started doing that every morning, I was uh, started with the Gospels. And there's 99 chapters in the four Gospels. So to me, it was like the three-month startup uh, habit. And once you do something for three months, you keep doing it, you know. And uh, so I did that. And then I'd go to my daily prayer list, which was quite long. And it was never about prayers for work and hitting a sales goal or hitting a profit objective. It was always more about how can I be a good role model at work, uh, intercessional prayer for others in need, health problems, emotional issues, and so forth. And so before, before 6 a.m. in the morning, every day... I, I, had, I had gotten some exercise, communicated with my family, talked to God in prayer, heard from God in the Bible reading. Yes. I mean, it was, just, it was just a marvelous way to start the day. I want to tell you one other thing, if I have a second. Well, we're just what? about out of time. Oh, my goodness. I wish we had more time. But is yeah. there maybe a way that we can contact you or uh, maybe go to a website where we can get more information about your book and your business uh, endeavors? Yeah, well, of course, uh, you know, I have... Four books I've written. The God Revealed was the first one. Grace Revealed is the second one, and this this one's the third. And then there's a workbook that goes along with the fourth, the third book. Um, obviously, they're all on on all the online uh, retail sites, but they're also available on my website. My website is uh, storiesofgodsgrace.com. Stories, www. Of, stories, stories of God's grace God, dot com. Uh, 
Well, listen, we're going to have to have you back on the show. We'll just have to make that happen because there's just some wonderful insight here. And thank you so very much, Mr. Sievert, for being my guest today. And we hope to stay in touch with you. We'll look forward to that. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And to you, dear friends, oh, I just wish we had more time. The time just goes by so fast. But will you do me a favor and reach out to me at my official website, which is first name only, Babby.com. Babby.com. And there you'll find wonderful resources, books, music, Bible studies. Also, there is a Listen Live button right there on the, on the website. Click that Listen Live button and that will launch the radio station where you can hear beautiful music and encouraging words 24 hours a day. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thanks again for watching. We'll see you next time.